he was like, oh, okay, wow, that's great. Because <laughs> I don't think he ever thought of it before. It was like a, a white gentleman with like. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is the Creativity Cocktail. Today we have the wonderful Tony Simmons. Henson is back. For wherever you are, you got to scream out. You got to go, woo. She is phenomenal. It is so great to have you back with us, Tony. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Winston, you know. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I tell you, we got a lot to talk about because you are doing so many amazing things for us and you've got some great things going on for yourself. That's just, we just the world's got to know. Um, but before we do that, let's take a moment. Um, as we are talking today, we, we've got a lot going on in this country, right? A lot of really bad, horrible stuff that's happening. Um, and just as we talk today, you know, the gentleman who uh, played uh, Black Panther passed yesterday. And so um, I mean, you think about him, you think about Kobe Bryant, you think about John Lewis, you think about all these great people who have done so many amazing things for us over, you know, whether it's a short period of time or over decades, it's been a lot to, to deal with. And, and I share that we're going through a collective trauma. So I want to get your thoughts on that and how things are going for you and, and what your feelings are today? Oh, I've got feelings all over the map. So um, Chadwick Bosman went to Howard University and um, the last tweet that he tweeted was a picture of him with Kamala Harris, who also went to Howard University. Now, I went to Howard with Kamala and my brother went to Howard with Chadwick. Really? So it really hit that. home, that's, that's awesome. um, close, that. closer to home. Wow. And um, what it speaks to is the, in my opinion, we are in a sociological and constitutional crisis right now, our country. And um, one of the things that I think that we need to do is be introspective and thoughtful about what we say, the energy we put out, um, because whatever you put out, transfer, energy transfer does not, does not dissipate, it lands, it has to go somewhere. So we have to be conscientious about that. Also, I think it's a time for us, and I don't wanna tell anybody what to do, I'm just giving my formula for peace. It's a time for prayer, Mm. and um, to ask God for wisdom because there are um, there's, there's been a fund a Christian evangel evangelical group raised $97,000 for the defense of the young man who shot protesters with, with, with an assault rifle and there is nothing God about that, in my opinion, uh, godly or Christ-like about that. So you have a whole um, people, a lot of people who, in my opinion, and I'm not God, God is the final judge, who are quick to run to evil and support and endorse evil. And... Um, 
and then you have sickness. We have sickness, which is, is yeah. and then we have uh, hate and divisiveness. Yeah. So all of those things, if you, if you truly are a Christian or praying person in touch with the creator, all of those things are of the enemy. That's right. They are of the enemy. So um, when you ask me that question, it's not a surface response. It's it's just time, I think, to, for us to be reflective because um, there has been a declaration of war on people of color. Mm. And um, not, nothing formal, but I believe that there has been a declaration of war. Yeah, I believe that same thing. And those are, and I choose my words very carefully. I'm not flippant with my responses because I know that um, people will hear this. But I think that we really need to be prayerful. Yeah, I I hear exactly what you're saying, and the declaration of war. I believe that as well, and I believe the there is a psychosis a collective trauma that's happening to every single person, probably not just in this country, but in this world. And people are just reacting in these horrible ways. You know, uh, you know, everyone, if you're a Jesus follower, you know what Jesus's covenant is to us. He's got like only, only one real message to us and that's to love one another. And when you see all these things that are happening that are not like that, but yet at the same time on Sunday, whether it's virtual or whether it's physical, people are saying something else. You know that the lessons that he gave us are not being translated. It's just not. And I tell you, this is really the, probably the most difficult thing, Tony, is that I think at some point you start to feel or you can start to sense it. I know for me, there's a certain level of numbness that happens. Mm. Right, because you see it happening in so many ways. So whether it's the hundred and eighty thousand some odd people that have died from this virus, or it's the killing of black people um, indiscriminately on some level, um, or the fear that you have, because I know, I would say that I don't. For a long time, I act like I didn't have fear. Like, I was, oh, I'm just Jay from New York. I don't care. <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't. But it, it's, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's real, especially when you start to, you know, in my case, I have a, and I know in your case, I have a, 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 a man, a son, who's out there and he's 21 years old. And every single day, every single moment he walks out the house. He doesn't think about necessarily what the you know whether something's going to happen or not, but I know I do. I know I do. So it's been really, really challenging. So thank you so much for your your comments. Do you have anything else on on this before we move on to some other stuff? Oh, um, that that really does sum it up for me. Uh, unless you got, I know you don't have three hours to talk about it, so. <laughs> we'll move on. But if you want a summary in a nutshell, my heart goes out to the family of of those lost, and um, my I pray for the comfort and peace. And um, we've got to vote. That's it, yeah. really. At the end of the day, we've got to vote. I, I tell you, and, and it lines up. 
I hear you say this about the Atlanta Black Theater Festival, and we'll talk about your everything awesome that's going on with that. But your real, I'm gonna say, motto mandate is we must tell our stories. And this time of all times, is such an important moment for us to make sure we're telling our stories. We just, it just really is. So tell us about this year. Obviously, this year it's different than what has been in years past, right? With you know, with the pandemic. So tell us about the Atlanta Black Theater Festival 2020. Well, we are gearing up for our um, virtual event, which will be a, a hybrid of live and taped and highly engaging. So we've got a lot planned. The lineup is absolutely incredible. So I am encouraging everyone to not look at it on their phones. Don't do that. Don't do that would be a disservice. Get your pass and boot it up on your smart TV or plug in your your, uh, what is it called? HDMI cord, so you can connect the laptop to the flat screen. That's right. And kick that popcorn, your snacks, and just chill with us. You know how they say Netflix and chill? Hook up with us and chill for four days of Black Plays because it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. And I know we'll, we'll get back to the theater. Um, some of the lineup here in a second, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about what's going on with you. Because I know you've had a recent work that got published, and tell us about that. And, and I, it's just, that was so amazing. So tell the world about what's going on with this work. Well, I'm a mom of four and married for 31 years and got to a point in my life where I felt as though I dedicated my life to, and, I, and I'm only telling this story in a short way because I know there are thousands of women out there who feel what I feel, uh, especially if you raise millennials and you're like in your 50s. And, uh, and, and I don't know what happened, but Black women got left way back in, at the bottom of the cared for list. And um, I was one of them and woke up one day and realized that I was not a priority for anybody. So um, once I discovered that, I I was broken. I was heartbroken and I descended into a deep depression. And then I did did a Dave Chappelle and I went to Africa for 52 days. (laughs) Last year. I remember seeing that. That was and, amazing. You were posting yeah. videos and all that. I was like, look at Tony. I got to go there too. I was, thank you for uh, sharing. Oh man. That. It was great. It's, it's incredible. It's an, it, was, it was very healing. And I got perspective and I ended up, um, you know, as an artist, we channel everything. We channel our good experiences, bad experience. And I always say that we are hypersensitive, which is a gift and a curse. That means we love real hard, but we hurt real bad. Yeah. So um, that has to be channeled. And I started uh, writing um, and I wrote dozens of poems and ended up publishing a book called Let It Go. Right. Queens got a shit too. <laughs> <laughs> And I just happened to have a picture of the cover of that book (laughs) right here. And it's me sitting in a porta potty with a a crown and a gown. (laughs) 
That is amazing. <laughs> I tell you, I, 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 I would, I tell but, you, you got to say it again, just, just to make me laugh. You got to say the name of it again. <laughs> Let it go. Queen's got a shit too. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's awesome. This vision came to me. The, 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 the vision came, and then I have an incredible photographer, um, Francesca Lowe, who's on our team. And she said, oh, my gosh, this is this is it. This is it. And we went out and found a porta potty at a construction site, sprayed some lights. It was just a fun time. But the book um, is is uh, really, people are saying they can't let it go. It's a short read. It's a few pages, you can see. You can read it in less than an hour. But it is um, has been reported. These are not my quotes. To yeah. have been life-changing. And um, people are buying it and giving it to their daughters. We actually ranked uh, in the top. Um, we, 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 we hit number one twice on the Amazon bestseller list. Whoa, and in the top awesome. In four categories. So, yeah. Honestly, it's speaking, it's it's, pulse of, it's hitting the pulse of of, of what women are facing. That's awesome. Do you just have the paperback version or do you have other versions that you have or you're going to be doing in the future? There's an e-book. Oh, there's an e-book. There's an e-book, yeah. And the book is 10 bucks on Amazon and um, if you do the ebook, uh, Amazon is actually running a special. It's like $1.99. So money is not the problem. It's worth the read. It's, it's worth the read. Yeah. That, that, is, that yeah. is amazing. So going back to the festival, you know, so tell us about some of the things you got headlining this year. I'm so excited to be part of it and to, to be part of the four days. I've made sure that there's nothing else on my calendar for those, you know, for the festival this year. So Yes, yes. That's the only thing. You cannot be distracted and think you're going to work and enjoy the festival. It's um, definitely um, a lineup that that it's what God ordered. I always say that. We never know what we're going to do. We never know how we're going to do better than this year. And every year we do. Uh, we, We meet our needs and we have some great works. Our motto this year is Art heals because we truly do believe that art heals. That's why I am in the arts because it's a it is a mechanism for healing, and it is um, a popery of lots of spoken word, but dramatically presented. Lots of stories of triumph overcoming odds. I think that's what a lot of people need to be reminded of historically and perspectively, uh, that the, the need to just be able to forward think and think progressively about what is our future going to look like and that we have control over our destinies. We do. We do. No matter what we believe no matter what, every, you know, it's a walk by faith thing. So that's what I want to remind people. That's not walk, see, look at what we see. Let's be active participants in our life, our lives. And, uh, and, and that's what the festival is saying. All the works, the spirit of Harriet Tubman is one that I'm absolutely Ooh. proud to. Wow. Uh, pres- we are absolutely proud to present on the roster. There's another 
power, powerful piece called 360 Degrees of Blackness wow. that speaks to our storytelling and the power of our storytelling. There's another one called Love Like This, which talks to our relationships. And Chris James' journey, Chris James is a writer out of Arizona who has my heart. In, wow. And he just has my heart. He is just so gone talented. And he presented a piece and we'll be presenting that. I think we're doing two shows. And then there's a young emerging theater group from out of uh, uh, here in Atlanta. And they have the most delightful uh, rendition, modern contemporary rendition of Hamlet. And it's a combined musical and spoken word. And I think everybody's going to really enjoy that as well. So those are some of the highlights. Wow. That is, that is, as always, the Atlanta Black Theater Festival is amazing. And I know that um, it's been ranked many times as one of the world's foremost theater festivals. Um, when you think, oh, yeah. yeah, when, <laughs> go ahead. When, when you think about that, like, I, I don't know, like the one that's in Scotland and all that, are they all doing something similar to, from a virtual perspective, or are some of them just doing their usual, you know? Yes, actually they are. I actually went to the one in Scotland uh, back in, I think it was 2009. And no, it was since then. It was when my daughter graduated from, it was about three, four years ago. Not not, not long ago, about three or four years after the festival started. So it was about three, four years ago. And um, they went virtual this year. And that's that one, three million people attend that one. That's the largest theater festival in the world. Right. And uh, so everybody else, as far as I know, has gone virtual as well or canceled their event. Uh, and they're doing small um, virtual events. So, but we're doing four days of black plays. So right. we're, uh, we're scaling it. We've had time. We had a runway, a big, bigger runway. Most theater festivals are in the summertime. Right. So from COVID, pivoting from COVID, from, we had until March. Uh, before the outbreak, so we had we 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 had a little advantage to be fair, yeah. That's awesome. So, how is it going to be? Um, is it going to be on YouTube channels, or is it going to be on a specific channel for the Atlanta Black Theater Festival? How is that going to work? Yeah, um, I'm glad you asked that question. Work. It's it's an access pass. You'll have an access pass to, and you can purchase a day pass. And it's, I love this part. Pay what you can. Oh, wow. You know, we don't want eyeballs. We we want eyeballs. We don't want your money. We do. We'll take your money, but we want people to come in and tune in to be healed and to 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 be a part of that conversation of how do we move forward? How do we get unstuck from this? Right. And 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 that's through storytelling. But we have panels and workshops. We've got Michael Eric Dyson too. We book and uh, Dominique really? Marceau. We have a yes, we have a replay of a an incredible panel um that encore presentation of an incredible pa- panel that um we partnered with uh, the Black Theater Network. I wanted to mention that because that that one you don't want to miss. And but the day pass is available and you can do all four days 
And we just ask that you donate. You know, if you have a dollar, give a dollar. If you if you only have a dollar, give a dollar. That's the minimum donation, but we'll take up to whatever you can afford. Uh, we want to support our artists, of course, because they are the griots of this of our time, and we want to make sure that they eat. Yeah. So um, so be as generous as you can, but if you can't, just get in the get in the door and and show up. Bring your family. Um, a lot of the stuff is very mature uh, because the, the times are mature. We have a couple of of shows that have been designated general audience. But if you go to the website, you can just uh, join our e list, and we'll send you a program. So. Now tell us the website again. And, well, sure. AtlantaBTF.org. That's Atlanta. Uh, spelled out. B is in black. T is in theater. F is in festival.org. That, that, is, that, is, that is so awesome. So let's kind of go back to where we started. So we were talking about the world and all this stuff that's going on in the world. And you made a comment here earlier about voting that um, was a key thing. And, and I looked up some stats recently. And as an example, the state of Georgia in 2016, the person who became the president won it by 225,000 votes, right? Just, you know, they got the, the votes for it. Um, we, as black people, we didn't vote, 660,000 of us did not vote who were eligible to vote in 2016. So that's just one example, but there are many other states that were, were like that. And um, so I wanted to get your view and thoughts of that because just getting us out to do this, we, for probably one of the few times in history, we, we black people can really change this election. We're 13% of the population, but the fact that we didn't vote last time had a monumental effect on what happened. And we can have an effect on not just the president vote, but... The senator votes, all of that's got to, there's got to be some votes on all of that down ballot stuff. So I wanted to get your view on some of those items. Well, that's a part of the conversation that we need to continue to have, because what I believe has happened over the course of the years, and there's some studies and stuff, and I've been reading articles and stuff, but we're only three generations from the N-word. And, um, and sometimes not even that. So... Uh, the Voters' Rights Act of 1965 came out in my lifetime. So there has not been um, people, we, we need to just to continue the conversation so we can educate ourselves on the power of the vote. But the first thing we need to think about for those who don't vote or decide to refrain from voting, the first thing we think about is if there's got to be some power in voting. Otherwise, there would not be this big, huge um, movement or all the energy, the negative energy that's kept to keep us from voting, keep yes. women from voting, yeah. black people from voting. So um, there's something behind voting that gives the people the power. Otherwise, they wouldn't try to take it away. They wouldn't try to uh, infiltrate the U.S. postal system. They wouldn't try to have all of these tests, these voter tests and these voter, all these barriers to voting. So that tells you something right there. And if you look at history, the world history, not just the United States history, um, it regimes regimes have failed. Countries have have been dismantled and fallen 
because the power was taken from the people. And so if we're going to move forward, we have to have a voice. You have to have a voice. You have to have a voice. And there's two ways you can have a voice. There's one through the census and the other is through voting. When the people don't have a voice, then countries tumble. Yeah. And that's just that simple. So if we don't exercise our right to vote, then this United States will not be will not be able to live up to its promises. It will not for anyone, not only for black folks or brown folks, but for anyone. And that is what we are in danger of losing. And if people don't understand how serious it is, then um, this we get what we deserve. And it's that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see, I see I see a lot of schisms happening already. So if you think about like Andrew Cuomo, he's almost like the king of the north out of Game of Thrones, right? Where he's got he's aligning with the governors of New Jersey and Connecticut and those guys and they're doing their own thing. Then you got like this block of people in the South where it's like our governor, which I won't say his name because that might get me a little upset. And so we got our governor and then we've got the governor of Florida and those governors in there and they're like their own block and they're kind of lackeys to the president. And then you've got guys on the West Coast. It's like the country is like, I don't know if people see that, but it seems to me like there is this schism and these fracturing of these different groups that are happening out there. And it, and it's, and it's disturbing. It, it really is. Yeah. It is. And I don't think, I think that there's a lot of folks that are working class folks just trying to put food on the table. Yeah. And, 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 but what those working class, and that's the heart of America. But what we as working class folks need, we have to stay conscious and we have to not get very, see, that's why the tax cut came and 99% of the people did not benefit from it. I ended up owing taxes this year. So my mother ended up owing taxes this year. So so what was the tax cut? What was the benefit of who benefited from it? We know who benefited from it, the richest. So if we can continue to scramble then and and be so busy trying to put food on the table, then we don't we won't pay attention to what's happening. That's the part of the plan. We, we it's like a bait and switch. I mean, you 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 we we're we we're you do it for little babies, you distract them. That's right. So that they don't focus on what the real issues are. So um and that's what's happening. And you know, I'm I'm not you know, mad at people. I just know that there's a lot of miseducation and misinformation out there. And there are some authors that are books, but who has time when you've got kids, you, you got Zoom, uh, Zoom learning and uh, you got to keep them entertained. You got to figure out your job situation. It's a lot. It That's is. not a family uh, friendly country. That's not we're, where's the support uh, for families? And I'm finding that as the more I travel, the uh, more that I find um, that we need to do a lot of work in terms of supporting families in this country. Yeah, I tell you, I had a, um, a friend who's part of our organization. They went on a mission trip, probably about last year or sometime. They went to Haiti 
because you know there's always a need to go to Haiti to help out with the um, with the people there. So they went there and they did what they needed to do um, as part of the organization they were part of. And they and she shared this comment with me, which I thought was very interesting. She said that when she spent time with the people that were there, she has never come across people who were more authentically happy in her entire life. They didn't have a bunch of stuff. They didn't have iPhones and houses, big houses and cars and all this stuff that we deem as valuable. But they were unbelievably, genuinely happy to be alive on this earth. Isn't that something? Lusa, uh, you are speaking my language. That exact, that's exactly what I discovered in Ghana. I discovered that the less people have and the less things they focus on and the more experiences we focus on, the more rich we become. And um, yeah, uh, what, which brings me to our, our latest project. My husband and I started a podcast called Black Family Table Talk. Oh, yes. And we, uh, we're, we're, that is also doing very well. People are really excited because we're just discovering, to, what we're doing is we're sharing some intimate details into our, our work and family, our family relationships and what worked, what didn't in terms of parenting and our personal relationship and finances. So we're just trying to be a voice for black families. Um, so, you know, I practice what I preach. I don't, don't say <laughs> what we do, what we need to do. I try to um, create products and, and support projects that uh, that do what I believe in. So I hope, you know, anybody listening, if they want to tune in to uh, listen to what our struggles were and how we got through them. If you're struggling with family, we introduce statistics and studies and we get professional advice and we're just, we just want to be a voice of support for black families. So that's awesome. We will make sure that we put a link in the YouTube version of this conversation so people can make sure that they check in on that. That, that is, that is really what, what made you guys decide to do it? It was just because you wanted to just have this conversation and get it out there? What was the genesis of it? That's a good question. Uh, well, we had, we had relationship problems. And as a result of that, um, the counselor suggested that we work on a project together. And one of the things that we are really, we really prided ourselves on was the way we raised our children. And so we thought, well, we have some knowledge to share. You know, my, my kids are absolutely incredible. Naval graduate, um, architect, I'm a black female architect, my daughter, yeah. my other daughter, black female, um, math, uh, PhD candidate. And my husband is, I mean, my son, my, my oldest son is a Naval Academy graduate and lieutenant in the Navy. So um, we've done some incredible work with our with our kids, and I'm proud of them. So we thought, you know, maybe some people would would want to know what we did to push our children and to encourage our children towards their own destiny, and then how we work through our personal problems and relationship um, to stay married for 31 years. But you know, we we, we don't just want to be in marriage for the sake of marriage. You want to be happy in a marriage. Mm. So we're working through our issues out loud on on 
on the podcast as we go through them and hopefully prayerfully and from the response uh, we're being successful, people are really um, more aware of their own circumstances and situations. And we just want to save people some steps. We want to teach what we know, explore what we don't. And at the end of the day, um, hopefully help uh, others. You know, we must tell our stories. All of them. That's right. (laughs) I tell you, that that, that is really cool. One of the things that I know is happening is that as we go through this time, this 2020 time, on top of all of our personal strains that we can have, we've got relationships that we got to maintain and grow and cultivate. And and you said something, you said something earlier that just resonated with me about, you know, the energy that we put out there. And, and I believe that the real currency of this world that sometimes it gets, doesn't get spoken about or doesn't get shared is our relationship currency. You know, I, I always tell the story that I, I have people who I know, I've had several friends this year that are no longer with us. And when we got together to celebrate their lives, we didn't talk about any stuff that they had or whether they were dressed great or not. We just talked about who they were and who they loved and who they needed to love and who they wanted to love and how they helped other people. That's the only currency that exists in this world. You know, I was giving my mom a hard time when I was growing up because she used to always make these wedding dresses for people. And my business mind would always say, Mom, what are you doing? You're making wedding You're spending your whole weekend making wedding dresses for people. And you're not charging them a nickel for doing it. She was like, I'm mm. just doing it for that. I tell you, that woman is one of the richest women that I know. My mom mm. is one of the richest human beings on this earth in regards to all of the wow. beautiful relationships that she has. And you shared something earlier that when you say your words, that it has that ripple effect, right? You, 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 like, a, like a wave or like a collateral damage if you're doing something poor, but it also has a collateral effect when you're doing something well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a reap and sow principle. What you reap is truly what you sow. So, you know, this country has to duck. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff coming back. You better duck and, and pray for the remnant. The remnant of folks that are doing the right thing and be a part of the solution. Um, but yeah, relationships are important. They're mo- the most important thing in the world. And you, we get lost in that rat race. You know, I have a friend, uh, a, a, a friend from years back, and he's he was doing very, very well. He worked for a Fortune 500 company, and I read an article about him, and he had wife and children, and I read the article, who's, and it said that he gets up at four in the morning, he works out, and then he hits the office at 6 a.m., and then he gets home at 7, 8 o'clock at night, and he starts all over again. He's grinding. He's doing so well. He's, he's you know, rising the corporate ladder. And I read after I read the article, I said, and he's headed for divorce. Or health challenges. Or, or health challenges, exactly. And sure enough, about three years later, I got a call. So-and-so got divorced. I, I tell you. 
his, his story sounds super similar to my own. At one point, I had created this scam in my own head, this racket in my own head, that doing that description you just mentioned, what that guy was doing, was great. This was going to be the way to do things. I tell you, Tony, my life has become so much richer after that mm. life has, that part of the season has gone past. I've been, I had a chance to meet you. My network of genuine, authentic people that are around is just 10 times more than what it was when I was getting up 4 a.m. in the morning and I was working out and I was doing these things and doing these reports and I thought that my title meant something. The title don't mean a daggone thing. It doesn't. And, and at some point you realize, man, that doesn't work. I mean, this somebody ultimately becomes a CEO, but I tell you, even the CEO type people, they have their own things to deal with. You know, I remember meeting this guy, he was 85 years old and he was still in this rat race. And, you know, he had one of those kind of personalities like, yeah, I'm the tough businessman guy. And I looked at him and I remember having this conversation and I walked away from the conversation feeling sad. Mm. he's probably a multi-millionaire he's probably got millions of dollars but like when you read into his eyes and that's what goes when you said something earlier about us being hypersensitive maybe this is what I was like perceiving in him when I looked in his eyes I was like this man regardless of the gruff hard turtle shell that he's got he's pretty sad Mm. he's pretty sad and Sometimes I have to say it, even sometimes when I see our president, you know, I've been not saying his name on purpose. Um, I, I get that same level of sadness. Um, well, you have to be careful, you know, because, um, you know, this is a controversial subject. People are who they're going to be and how, what they, based on what they believe and what they've been taught. So, um, you know, it ain't for everybody. Some people will say grinding is is the thing. You know, I'm crushing it. You know, as the as the as the young people say. Um, looking back retrospectively at my age, I'm 57. I had the same mindset, especially in the 80s when you know economy was well. You know, it was all about making your age at the time. So if you're 25, you're making 25,000. Uh, I, I remember that. Ridiculous <laughs> now. But that's what we talked about. And it was about that grind. Um, now that I look back, I can honestly say that I'm working for I'm working for that beachfront view. <laughs> and <laughs> But, you know, congratulations to you for your breakthrough, because I think if we live consciously in this wonderful show, this show is absolutely wonderful. And, you you know, it's 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 teaching us to focus on creative, the things that really matter, because uh, the creative is what what makes us human. So, um, yeah, it's it's a controversial subject, but. all I ask is for people to just think about it. Are you fighting for what you, are you working towards what you want? At the end of the day, is this what you want? Because if you lose your children and you gain a six, seven income business, the story always comes out. The story always comes out, right? We hear about these multi-billion or millionaire people. 
and they neglected certain aspects of their life. And next thing you know, it comes out that they had this horrible yeah. relationship with their children or they did something unscrupulous. They did all this stuff. And you shared something that really goes to the heart of the matter of this podcast and our organization and I believe um, the Atlanta Black Theater Festival. And that every single person that's listening to our conversation today, no matter where you are, are creative. And they have the ability to, mm. to, to create something beautiful on this earth. I believe that God created us to create beautiful things on this earth. <laughs> he just did. He didn't create us so we could wallow in what's going on or react or to just sit there and just not have this impact and just let this stuff happen to us. He created us so we could create beautiful things and beautiful lives and beautiful works of art and beautiful stories, all of these things. And and I think a lot of times we um, we try to sucker ourselves into that's not important. What's more important yeah. is getting the money, getting the yeah. money. The money is a construct. You ask somebody 300 years ago or five, 1,500 years ago about money, they're like, what is that? <laughs> they don't know what that is. So... As always, it's amazing to have the wonderful Tony Simmons Henson. So right now, Tony, here's the question. And I know I've asked you this question before. I know I've asked this before. So somebody's listening to your voice right now. And they are saying to themselves, I am so inspired by Tony. And what she's doing. And her focus as far as helping us tell our stories. But I struggle. I don't know where to start to, to take the step to, to move on to my creative journey. And you're having that conversation with them. And they say, Tony, can you give me some guidance? What do you say to them? Mm. It's so funny that you asked that question. I don't know if I have a short answer. What I'm in the process of doing is developing a product, product for, called From Story to Stages. And you asked that question, and that is the most frequently asked question that I get. How do I get my story to stages? How do I change lives by sharing my story? And how do I get started? So with that, if I could just get a moment, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it after the festival. I'm actually, hopefully I can launch it by the end of the year. Well, I want to take groups of people to um, on a journey towards getting their story, whether the stage is a stage or actual stage or virtual stage, uh, a podcast, a book, um, uh, whatever the stage is, uh, I want to help people do that because there's so many ways you can do it nowadays. The playing field has been leveled. Uh, Facebook, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, there's so many, and you have a tribe. You have somebody out there who needs to hear what you have to say. First, if you want to answer your question, the first thing is believe that you have something to say. Yes. Uh, don't be a shrinking violet, as my husband always said. You have something to say. And not only do you have something to say, you have someone who needs to hear what you have to say. You have to believe that because people will give you the neg negative feedback. Oh, don't tell that. Don't tell. No, don't listen to the folks. All you have to do is look like this and like this. Or ask yourself this question. What would I have said to myself knowing what I know now 10 years ago? Mm. So go back a decade or go back two decades and say, if I know what I knew then, what would I have to teach myself? 
Or what would I teach that 17, 16 year old child who was growing up? What would I have to say? Those, that's your audience. That's your tribe. Those are the people who need to hear you. Because if at the end of the day, if I had known what I know now, I would have saved a lot of steps. So if people just keep that in mind, that in and of itself gets them motivated. And then reach out to me to join this, this course that I'm going to launch at the, by the end of the year. And I will contact you. Um, you can reach out to me. It's asktony at yahoo.com. And I'll put you on the list. And you'll be the first notified to join me for this course that I'm teaching. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, that is so amazing. I am looking forward to that course. That's going to be great. That really is. That's awesome. So um, for those of you out there listening, we've had a number of great conversations recently. We had Our Spirit, where we had Jason Louder and Natalie Fikes come in and, and really... and Ivory Oh, Shields. I love Jason. <laughs> yes. And you all know of Natalie and Ivory, and they all came in and had this great conversation. And most recently, we had a conversation with Tomina Ward, um, called Healing with Dat Paxson and Tomina, where we talked about, uh, Tomina Ward has an app called Black Therapy Love. So if you're looking for a therapist, you know, that looks like you and you're black, you can reach out to this app and do that. Um, here in September 26, we're excited to have our very first panel conversation where we're going to create a story via Zoom. And so we're going to have Casey J. Ashley and Dat Paxton part of that. And then when it's over, we're going to take the video of that and we're going to submit it to the Library of Congress with all of those who participate with the end being a contributor to that. So it's an ambitious thing, but I don't do stuff that is halfway. So if we're going to do something, we're going to do something for real. So we're just going to. So that is amazing. And then in October, we're going to get together with everyone. And, we, and Tony, you're obviously invited to this to really have a really big, broad conversation about how do we finally get ourselves galvanized to make sure that we all get out there to vote and vote up and down the ballot the right way to make sure that we're, we're eliciting the change that we want to see. Tony, you, you are awesome. I speak to our organization and our team members a lot about you. We are going to have a end of the year event that we're going to invite you to because we want to actually talk to you and recognize the great stuff that you do in that. Right. So, Thank uh, you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Well, I appreciate you. And your show is absolutely incredible. Uh, I wish you keep putting out the content. I wish you all the success. And congratulations to to everything and everybody. you got the stellar line, lineup. Um, I'm just unsung. Natalie Fight, <laughs> that Paxton, all these folks are doing it. And so are you. Yes, thank so you. thank you. Thank you for having me. Join us for the Atlanta Black Theater Festival, September 20th, 30th to October 3rd at atlantabtf.org. Or just shoot me an email of ask Tony, like ask a question, Tony with an I at Yahoo. Love you so much. That's right. You guys, you got to be there. No hurricane excuses. Just go on in and join. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks again, Tony, for yeah. being part of this. We really, Thank really you. love you and everything that you, you and the Atlanta Black Theater Festival do. Thank you all. So make sure you subscribe to the Creativity Cocktail, whether you're looking at us on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook. We really would love to have you be part of what we're doing and um, and giving us feedback and subscribing to the awesome things that we have up, you know, that's happening here in the future. So thanks again, Tony. Life is wonderful. Take care. What's up? <laughs>
thank you for joining us today. Remember, God has given you the ability to create abundance and beauty in this world. Every moment is perfect and you are perfect. Join us on the Creative Circle on Facebook and our Creatives community via our website to receive exclusive productivity and creativity content. We are on all social media platforms uh, and it is the Rising Tide Charity. And we hope that you will share with us a bit about who you are and what you're going through. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tide Charity.